You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And today we have a very special guest with us. We have the OCP Executive Director, Katie Broman, here with us today. Thank you, Katie, for coming to see us. Well, thanks for having me. I'm thrilled. <laughs> We're thrilled to have you. Well, uh, now, sort of the uh, the the impetus for this was uh, there's kind of been a buzz, a buzz, some uh, a bit of news uh, coming out of the Playhouse this week, and uh, we 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 thought you might want to talk a little bit about it. Kind of a big deal, I think. Exciting news. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So for the first time in the Playhouse's 97-year history, we are going to be uniformly compensating our performers, our onstage performers. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And also crew members um, who work full-time, work the show full-time. Excellent. Yeah, those positions um, historically have always been volunteer. Uh, The Playhouse was founded in 1924 by the community for the community started as a completely volunteer organization and has evolved over the years um you know adding staff here and there and uh this is this is just the latest um i guess installment of uh compensation and at the playhouse what do you what are you hoping uh, that that's going to come out of this aside from hey everybody gets paid finally yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I that is the goal to um, provide opportunities for more people to participate. You know, um, when people can't participate, it might be for a variety of barriers, and um, this fee perhaps helps with some of those barriers. You know, whether yeah. it's transportation or whether it's childcare when they're performing and in rehearsals, you know, it's certainly not a living wage, not by any stretch, but, um, but if this fee can help create more opportunities um, for more people to get involved, then that's certainly something that we hope comes from it. I'm sure you guys had to nail down all of the selling points for this as well to get it passed. So I'm sure this was one of them. I have a whole PowerPoint that I presented to our board. I I bet you do. I understand that business aspect of it. You got to give them all the good perks, give them all the good reasons. Yes, absolutely. So I have to ask, how did this come to pass? How did things happen and yeah. fall into place? Is this something you've been the working towards? The stars aligned. Yeah, you've been working towards it for a little while or? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think this conversation has been happening uh, for a long time. I think, it's, it, you know, there were conversations in the 80s and the 90s, and I'm sure there was. I wasn't on staff, obviously, at that time. But since I've been around, um, the staff and the board did a strategic planning session in the summer of 2017. And this became a topic of conversation. And so we created a subcommittee of some board members, as well as uh, me and the artistic director at the time, Kimberly Hickman. Mm -hmm. And we started research and models and, you know, talking through what this might look like if we decided to do this and um you know things that we would want to retain about the playhouse things that you know we need to accomplish to be able to do this so it has been happening for a long time and and somebody might say gosh four years is a long time to talk about something but um well there was, <laughs> yeah there were steps that we had to take and things that we had to make sure were 
were um, implemented. And um, there's certainly a lot that has happened in the last four years. Yes. Not just at the Playhouse, but everywhere. So, yes. you know, of course, the pandemic and, and whatnot. So there were plenty of things that kind of threw us um, off our path uh, mm -hmm. during that time. But sure. yes, we have been, the conversation has been happening for quite some time. That's great. That's so exciting. And I know that your proposed rates for this season are online, so people can go out and look and see which performances have yeah. what stipend. Or yeah, it has it listed are, show, or, it? show by show. Is that what we call it? Is that what we call it? Yeah, stipend, a fee. Um, it's a flat fee. And, and yes, we will be posting those with each audition notice. So when that's posted online, the fee will be posted with that. And if somebody wants to know in advance, you know, they can always call. That's no problem. Okay. Um, the the fees um, may vary from production to production just based on the length of the run. So right. as we were talking before we started recording, you know, a show like A Christmas Carol is a big time commitment because yes. the run is very yeah. long compared to the others. And so in an instance like that, the performers um, would, would likely get paid more than another show. Um, but within the show, all of the performers will be compensated at the same fee. Oh, okay. Understood. So, okay, everybody gets paid the same, but yeah, hmm. but but the the pay varies show by show because of course some runs are longer than others. Makes complete mm -hmm. sense. So, if a performer or a crew member is unable to do every show, or isn't like a crew member maybe isn't scheduled for a certain show, you know, they ha have a staggered schedule. Do they still get the same amount, or is it like an adjusted fee based on how many times they were there? Yeah, so crew is a little different. So with performers, performers need to be at every show, right? Uh, they yes. Planned <laughs> absences or excused absences. So they're they're required to be at every show and um, at rehearsals leading up to it. So um, so they would all be paid. Now crew, we are doing kind of a double model. Um, so if crew decide to not do every show, um, they can still do that alternate schedule where they don't they don't crew every show. But it would be um, on a volunteer basis. And so we thought it was important to still offer volunteer opportunities and still offer flexibility for people who didn't want to do every show, couldn't do every show. Okay. Um, they, of course, will still, you know, get comp tickets and it'll be um, just as it was before. But if someone commits to crewing every show, just as the performers have to commit to every show, um, then they would, they'd receive a fee for that. Uh, okay. 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 And I saw a question online. I'm pretty sure with my HR background that it has something to do with the law, but I saw someone ask if they can clarify why a performer under 19 wouldn't be able to get the fee. Yeah, so that was, um, that was, uh, there were a few different reasons for that. Mm -hmm. um, one was, and I, I think they'd be fine with me saying this, but I, I called, you know, my friend Juliet the Rose, who's the executive director at the Rose, Rose, and I said, <laughs> I do, they do great work, and, oh, you know, yeah. obviously they They've been at this, you know, paying thing for a while, and mm -hmm. um, they don't compensate youth performers, and so we certainly wanted to, you know, remain consistent with them. And like I said, you know, from an HR standpoint, once a child drops below a certain age, you would have to apply for a certain permit through the state of Nebraska, and mm -hmm. so that gets complicated. Because there's, there's those few years in there, you know, where it's. Um, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, that there's different employment rules that um, apply. 
received um, a message from a theater educator in Omaha that said, you know, well, I'm, I'm grateful that you made that decision because it's important that, that students um, participate in their theater programs in the high schools too, you know, and, yeah. and if other theaters outside of start offering that then students may be less inclined to participate in their high schools okay. and, and that's such part of the high school experience right. and so it's certainly not that we don't value their time and their talent because we absolutely do yeah. but um pay at the youth level gets just a little more complex um mm-hmm. they, they do still you know receive their comp tickets as as they have in the past and whatnot so i'm hoping that students and youth still find a great benefit um, value to volunteering at the Playhouse as a performer. Well, that makes sense. So I noticed that you're paying this out of an artist fund. Do you want to talk a little bit about the artist fund or um, will it have I would to be love replenished? To or? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to talk about the artist fund. So the artist fund is something that we will be launching this year. Um People can donate to it individually, and those funds would go straight to paying artists uh, funding through um, both locally and nationally. And so the goal is to fundraise for this um, this particular effort. Now, we were going to start paying performers in the 2022-2023 season so that we had this full year to fundraise because it it is a big um, total number for our budget. Sure. Uh, however, we just recently received a, um, a grant that can't be used for paying actors, but it's freeing up some funds within our budget that we can start this year oh, instead wow. of waiting until next. That's great. That nice. really worked out well. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. So the fundraising, you'll you'll start the fundraising then in as soon as you can get out in front of people, I suppose. So Yeah, so our development director is already starting the fundraising um by writing grants and um, you know, uh, approaching foundations and in the spring we'll launch more of a individual fundraising campaign Um, but yeah absolutely someone can donate at any time towards that particular fund and they could they could donate towards our endowment which then would get invested and the return from that would fund um you know paying artists every year or they can just donate straight to our general operating and um it'll go towards that particular year that they donated. Wow. Well, congratulations for getting yes. getting this together. Yeah, quite. I bet y'all had a party <laughs> 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 to get it all passed. You know, we, stuff, so. we've been trying to have a lot of parties lately since uh, <laughs> since we survived COVID and yes. <laughs> kind of a, it's a little bit of a rough year, but everybody is uh, in a good place. Good. I'm so happy. And and you come, I mean, you've got a long history with OCP. Yes, you do. Yeah, this is, uh, you've been in this current job now for what you said, four, four and a half years now. Yeah. Yep. Four and a half years in this role. Um, prior to that, I was the director of marketing and PR from 2010 to 2015. There you go. Um, Prior to that, I was, you know, I was an intern in 2005. I was a bartender kind of in that time in between. And I certainly, you know, was introduced to OCP as a, as a child to a Christmas carol, of course. That is, you know, so many people's introduction to the Playhouse is a Christmas carol. Yeah, and sure. um, I 
my with my grandmother and my family when when I was young and so it's a special place it really is it is and well that's, and that's so great that you brought all of you've got all of that experience and you have some experience with the opera and you brought all of that to OCP to to bring everyone this this great press release that we're all excited about <laughs> well, I, you know, there was, there was um, a lot of people on staff who are working on this and the board, the board was part of those conversations over the last four years, and they mm -hmm. voted on, on this, they voted in favor of it. And so everybody's really behind it. Um, you know, it, awesome. I guess the magnitude of it all really kind of hit me Tuesday night when I saw what a big response there was yeah. to this news. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But it's exciting. I just, I think it's the right time um, for our organization. And I, I think there's going to be nothing but, but good that comes from it. And you've even recently had some other changes just within the last year. I think you hired someone for um, diversity and inclusion as well. Yeah, um, Kathy Tyree, who so many people in the theater community know and adore and respect, uh, came on as our director of community engagement and inclusion um, at the beginning of April. And so she hasn't been on staff for long, but man, she's been making big strides and doing great things already. So we're really, really excited to have her. And um, we are in the middle of our artistic director search too, which we did a national search for our new artistic artistic director that's right um we've had um the first round of zoom interviews and we'll be continuing to speak with candidates but you know we um we launched that search a little later than you know we we intended to because of the pandemic sure. you know we started talking to um, recruiting firms back in October. And as, as you guys know, the pandemic started getting really bad in November. And so we said, you know what, let's hold because I can't imagine, you know, getting to the finalist round. And, and if any of the candidates are from out of state, you know, not being able to meet them in person, not being able to fly them in. And so yeah. we said we were going to hold until the spring. And so we didn't start the search until April then, um, but we were in such a great position because we have Susie Bear Collins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's just oh, such a wonderful please. person, a wonderful lifesaver. Yes, she's the best. She's... I, I'm, I, I was so happy to get to work with her on the, the, my very first year I got to do Carol. She was, she's just absolutely wonderful. And it's nice to see, I guess she's going to be back this year doing Carol and, and some other stuff too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So she is directing Dear Jack, Dear Louise, our first show of the season. Yeah. We'll have a directing team for A Christmas Carol, but really she's sure. taking the, the lead on that. And she's going to direct Outside Mullingar. And so we, we, we get some flexibility of when the artist, the new artistic director starts because she is just dedicated so much of her time to us. And you know, she will be there to help transition and train the new person, um, I guess, as much or as little as as they'd like and need. Sure. But yeah, she's a wonderful resource. I just really appreciate you spending the time and talking to us today about this exciting news. Yes, big deal time news. We love it. Lots of good news. <laughs> We need some well, good news so after much. all of this, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I just appreciate the time and, and it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
And once again, a big thank you to OCP Executive Director Katie Broman and the great staff over there at OCP for being so great and uh, talking with us so soon after this news just broke. Thank you very much once again. And for any more information on the topics we talked about today or anything else you'd like to know, go to omahaplayhouse.com. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.